How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. Brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field. But there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that is unbelievable. Okay, that was the that was the final call of a game-winning field goal of the third biggest comeback in the history of the NFL postseason by Al Michaels. Um, the the Jags and the Chargers. Jags beat the Chargers 31 to 30. I would say, Seth, of the five games that have taken place so far this weekend, there's still one to be played tonight between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. The one that has the most relevant Texans angles to it, if we're looking at it through that prism, would be the Jags and the Chargers, in large part because, as you may have said to me during a break, or you may have said it on the show, I don't remember, but if you're in the AFC South right now, you had to get a little nervous watching that second half with Trevor Lawrence on Saturday night. Like yeah, it looks like it's clicking yeah. for him. That's what. Yeah, he uh, like he adjusted to what Staley's game plan was, along with Doug Peterson. Um, but Doug, the, the thing about the adjustments that Doug Peterson made were not simple and easy adjustments. <laughs> they ran some some you know route concepts that at times took take some time to develop. And I think Lawrence was really able to see and process a lot um, in a way that. It would not have been possible last year. I mean, Urban Meyer has a relatively infantile understanding of NFL offenses and work ethics, and it just wasn't going to happen, obviously. I think that working working with Doug Peterson this year, as well as just all the other guys, like they have a whole – they hired a bunch of like ex-head coaches, coordinators, everybody to just kind of create a, a, a nice little village of knowledge for, for Trevor Lawrence. And – He's he's what you want. Um, I'll be real surprised. The other thing about him, Sean, is that you know with guys who are as tall as he is, because he's a tall six six. I can't remember what his official uh, measurement came in at, but sometimes those guys like Brock Osweiler, if you're pushing six seven, 
you end up with just an awkward throwing motion. It's a long release. Sometimes you can be erratic because of it. He, oh, it was Chris Sims was talking about him changing his mechanics where Trevor Lawrence last year had almost been like leaning away from his throws almost. And he just, they fixed that. And now I can see it to where he's got a nice, smooth, compact motion for a guy as tall as he is. And for him to be able to like make throws on the run where he's like sprinting towards the sideline and then turning and throwing against the grain. He does a lot of stuff that I think other quarterbacks their length becomes a disadvantage in athletic situations. It doesn't for him at all. So it's, you know, it's just, it's really a testament to, A, that it takes time, you know, to learn how to be a quarterback in the NFL, and B, that the environment really, really matters. How about I think that if Urban Meyer was still there this year for somehow, uh, it's, he wouldn't be this quarterback right now. Nope, and they wouldn't be in the playoffs, I don't think, either. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. How about the play on the two-point conversion to make it 30-28 to 28, uh, in the second half of that football game where Joey Bosa got the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. So you yeah. get half – he gets he gets an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, Joey Bosa does, for throwing his helmet on a touchdown. So the penalty gets assessed on the conversion, which means if you want to try a two-point conversion, you can try it from the one instead of the two. And the play they run is basically Trevor Lawrence taking a half a step to his right – and reaching over the right guard and just sticking his arm in the end zone with the ball. Yeah, like, yeah. It was- which, which I – and I believe that watching that game is what ended up costing the Ravens the game last night. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. it didn't – he tried that, and it did not go uh, nearly as well when the, the linebacker there poked the ball right. It's like I dropped Simba. Is what he did. He did, yeah. He was holding it with two hands. He was yeah. holding the ball up over his head and, like Simba, and then the linebacker just poked Simba right out of his hands, and uh, Simba went tumbling into the arms of um, the Cincinnati kid there. Yep. And he ran for a touchdown. Let's get to that play because that, the, the, game, the two night games were, to me, the two most compelling games of the weekend. Jags beating the Chargers in a comeback 31-30, to um, and the ramifications from that, I think, are still going to be felt with the Chargers, maybe possibly here over the next several days with Brandon Staley, maybe Sean Payton. We'll see. But last night's game between the Bengals and the Ravens, good old-fashioned AFC North slobber knocker. Game was tied 17-17 in the fourth quarter with the Ravens driving for the go-ahead touchdown. They were down near the Bengals' goal line. They were about to go in for a score to go up by a touchdown on the Bengals, maybe pull off the upset. And then this happens. Third down and goal from the one. Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The yeah. Bengals have Go the ball. Baby. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Yeah. The 10. The Woo. 5. Touchdown. About it. Bengals. Woo. Tyler Huntley tried to extend the ball over the goal line. It got poked away. Sam Hubbard scooped it up and ran the length of the field for a go-ahead Bengals touchdown. Right. He tried to pull a Trevor Lawrence, and the Bengals said no. Oh, yes, yeah. There, there you, you go, go. Seth. <laughs> now, that audio, that audio not courtesy of Westwood One, as you can tell. That was the Bengals, ra- that was the Bengals radio is network. Dave, is it Dave Lapham is the color commentator? I believe so, yes. He's, he's got... He's, 
he's like a big gold galoot. Yes. He's uh, he, I've I've been interviewed by them before, uh, and I always enjoy it. it. Feels like you're just hanging out with your uncles or something. Yep. Yep. Uh, but that was a huge play in that game. That, that was the that swung the game last night. If they if they go in for that score right there, the Ravens. They, yeah. in all likelihood, they're, they're, I mean, the probability of them winning that game is probably 80 to eighty to 100% at that point. It, it was, uh, there were some, it, these were competitive games when a lot of people thought these were all going to be layups. And uh, not all of them were, like, done in a beautiful way. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a sloppy, the, the 49ers game, I always thought that was going to be, I didn't know what to think at the beginning of that game because it was raining so hard. Yeah. And Purdy looked, Purdy was inaccurate, and I didn't know if it was rookie nerves or the rain. It looked like it was the rain because after the after the rain let up, he settled down and started, you know, actually completing passes and 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 on the completions, not throwing behind guys and having them, you know, having to rescue him. So, um, but that was another one where I think the the superior team had to take a lot of body blows before everything kind of righted itself in the second half. I know the final score, if you didn't watch the 49ers game, the first half was a hell of a game. And really, what maybe, maybe until midway through the third quarter, and then the 49ers are just so physically dominant on both sides of the ball that it's you just see that the opponent is fighting out of his weight class yeah. at some point. Seahawks had to play a perfect game, and when Geno Smith, with them trailing, fumbled the football, um, that was it. The Niners go in for a score. It's 31-17, and then Debo Samuel, they get the ball back, and Debo Samuel goes 74 yards, and it's game over. <clears throat> back to the uh, the fumble by Tyler Huntley. I don't know if you saw J.K. Dobbins' comments, but um, J.K. Dobbins, the running back for the Ravens, who's been very, very good for them over the last month of the season since coming back from injury, he's been great. He's averaged over six yards a carry, and he was great last night. He was, he was really, really good last night. He's not happy that he... Not only didn't get the ball, but wasn't even on the field in that situation where Huntley fumbled the football. He said this to ESPN's Jamison Hensley, Dobbins did. Quote, Huntley should have never been in that situation. I didn't get a single carry. I didn't get a single carry. He should never have been in that situation. I believe I would have put it in the end zone again. End quote. Having like uh, PTSD from that, uh, I think it was the Browns game where Damian Pierce wasn't on the field for the... (laughs) <laughs> the four downs with uh, Kyle Allen at quarterback. Like I'm going, yeah, you know what? We need Damian Pierce to channel some more J.K. Dobbins and get pissed off when he doesn't get the ball down. <laughs> yeah, you know the funny thing about that though is too is like J.K. Dobbins was he's missed a bunch of games because of injuries this year, and I think they kind of had him on a little bit of a pitch count. But I think that like in that moment, okay, you were right down there on the goal line without you having touched the ball. Was the problem really that you weren't getting touches? Uh, like that that part of it, I'm not buying. Like and a whole, the rest of that interview was a whole lot of him whining about just not being. And then also he was saying no respect to Huntley, but then he was very quick to also point out that if Lamar Jackson was playing, they would have won he the did. game. He so did. So there was that. I couldn't <laughs> believe he said that. It <laughs> was wild. <laughs> so uh, so the Ravens lose, and J.K. Dobbins is angry, and they're 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 headed home. That's going to be Seth. That is going to be one of the most interesting teams this off season is the Baltimore Ravens with this Lamar Jackson situation. He didn't travel with the team to the game last night in Cincinnati. He stayed back yeah. in Baltimore. I, it's tough because the the I, John Harbaugh, I don't know if he did this intentionally or what is going on. And John Harbaugh, by the way, had some choice moments in that game. Um, 
after like getting kind of chippy with Sam Ponder. Was it Sam Ponder? Melissa, Melissa Stark. Stark. Melissa Stark. Melissa Stark. Well, okay, yeah, you can never get chippy with Sam Ponder. Melissa Stark, I could see. Sam Ponder, no, she's a sweetheart. She's so. Sweetheart. I think that. Um, I, I think that he initially said that it was no big deal that injury. And then the stories, you know, then he, he was going to be back in a week or two. And then obviously, as it started to get longer and longer, speculation started to grow that perhaps Lamar Jackson was, you know, holding himself out because he wants to get paid and doesn't want to get further injured. But then more information comes out that, oh, it was actually a, a grade, almost a grade three PCL sprain, which is no big, like, that's a big deal. It's no small thing to have a PCL sprain and uh, to operate the way Lamar Jackson does. So, yeah, I don't know. As far as not traveling to the game, that part seems strange. That's that's the part that this is not like a Derek Carr situation, which I didn't approve of that either, him leaving. But at least the excuse was that he didn't want to be a distraction to the team. There's no distraction here. Lamar Jackson, if you could be on the sideline helping out Ty absolutely, only, um, or anything else, just to be there as a guy, you, you would think he would want to be, do that. Yeah, I, you would think so, but uh, evidently not. So a beginning offseason for the Baltimore Ravens begins now. Um, the one game we haven't really touched on in, in this segment, Seth, the Giants and the Vikings. Daniel Jones becomes the first player in postseason history to throw for 300 or more yards, rush for 70 or more yards, and throw two touchdown passes in a game. Yeah, I don't. Uh, don't, that's not a valid. Do record. you not like those contrived stats like that? I don't like. I was waiting, so I kept saying record breaking record. Which record was broken? Which record was broken? Yeah, um, uh, a bunch of random numbers. Okay, he had a pretty good performance in a very specific fashion. Like, okay, I mean, like there's all that's a very good performance. Yes, good, good, good. But that's not a. That doesn't break any record except the arbitrary one that somebody just came up with. Those are, uh, dude, uh, dude. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you just on that yeah. concept. Not about this. Well, I guess about this Daniel Jones game, but they they do that all the time. They did it with Biggio for the Hall of Fame. Like you realize, he's the only player with at least twenty five hundred hits, two hundred and fifty doubles, two hundred stolen bases, uh, you know, a hundred triples. You know, like they just pick like seven random numbers. He's the only one with these seven arbitrary, randomly picked numbers. Like okay, yeah, yeah. So he's good, is what you're telling me. Look, and I think look, I think Brock Purdy is doing great, and he's. Um, but I think it's mostly it's Kyle Shanahan and those studs that he has around him more so than anything else. Yeah. He does a good job extending plays. But like in that game, in that game uh, this weekend, he only had to throw two throws into tight windows. Uh, like everything else, it was guys that were wide open. Ten yards run after the catch. Average. On average, Sean. Ten yards. Sean, do you understand that throwing short of the sticks is allowable and acceptable and actually pretty cool in a Kyle Shanahan offense? Because those guys... Because those guys catch short of the sticks and then run ten more yards, yeah, like like a couple yards past the sticks and then eight yards after that. Mm. But Brock Purdy threw four touchdowns as a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. That's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, that's a that's a record. Sure, it's still not like a record record, but it's a rookie record that yeah. makes some sense. Yeah, I, I would say this is my thing. If it wasn't, if it's if it back in the days when you might have like a sports almanac laying around. If it's not something that's in that sports almanac, then it's not a record worth mentioning. Okay. And there was no, like, record for, uh, well, maybe they would have had record for most touchdowns, yards, and, uh, what, rushing yards, uh, passing touchdowns, and passing yards. That's what his record is. Talking about Daniel Jones? Yeah. Well, he was the only one to ever do all three of those things in a game. 
Right. But the the rushing yards is 70 yards. 70 yards, yeah. That's yeah. not a record, I don't think. No. Yeah. All right. And throw for two touchdowns. Two touchdowns he threw for you. Yeah. And, and he threw for three. Like, neither, none of those in and of themselves are remarkable statistics. That's right. That's right. You know? Like, yeah. it wasn't, it's not, it's not, there's nothing about those that, that feel like, oh, wow, that's an incredible feat or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, note to Sean, I'm going to write this down. Don't ever bring up stuff like this again. Why? When we're recapping these games. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you wanted me to have emotion. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, I, I, feel, I, feel like yeah. I, got, I feel like it made you a little chippy, <laughs> those Daniel Jones stats. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't, when, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't like – no, I, I'm, I'm, over, I'm over people gushing about quarterbacks. Yeah. I, can't, I can't sit here. I can't sit here when Tua Tungavailoa, who probably won't even be the quarterback of the Dolphins last year – Four weeks ago, well, let's say six, seven, eight weeks ago, uh, people couldn't get to their keyboards fast enough to talk about how he was the hope, the truth, and the light. Yeah. And uh, now he's just a bum. But we're going to sit here and act like Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones are the uh, the hope, the truth, and the light. I agree with what you said about throwing short of the chains in that offense. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. Except when it's fourth and eight and your season is on the line in that offense. Because that's what Kirk Cousins did. He threw it to a covered tight end five yards short of the chains on fourth and eight to end the season yesterday. He caught yeah. a lot of heat for that. <laughs> you know what? Hey, Joe Flacco, uh, Joe Flacco dumped it off to his running back on fourth and long uh, at the end of a playoff game. And what happened? They ended up winning a Super Bowl mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. Is that, uh, sure, that's what was going through Kirk Cousins' head. Huh? Remember Flacco? It was, uh, it was against the Broncos, wasn't it? It was fourth and whatever, and he just dumped it off to Ray Rice. And, uh, and, and Ray Rice ended up going like fifth. It was like fourth and 15. Was that the Broncos game? Yeah. I don't, I, uh, the yeah. only thing I remember from that Broncos game is Jacoby Jones getting behind Raheem Moore for a touchdown. Yeah. I remember that. Um, all right, so it was a bad, it was a really bad uh, play by Joe Flacco, ba- and he's bailed out in a big time way. Yep. But, and he would joke about it and laugh about it. I feel like Kirk Cousins probably won't joke and laugh about this or anything. No, like I watched his press conference last night. He was not in a joking nor laughing mood. He did compliment the media at the end of his press conference, though. That's probably pretty smart on his part. Um, it was fourth and twenty nine. Wow! <laughs> and Ray Rice went and got it. Yeah. Was it in that game that you're thinking of? Was it in that? No, that was week 12 versus the Chargers. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Um, Cowboys at Buccaneers tonight. You excited for that one? Uh, Scale of 1 to 10? You excited for Cowboys and Buccaneers tonight? I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to see Tom Brady in the playoffs, and I'm excited to see Dak Prescott in the playoffs. And either way, like whether they suck or whether they're awesome, uh, I'm excited for that. I just – I I want either – a miracle Tom Brady, just unbelievable, uh, unbelievable one for the ages because he's old and decrepit and his team sucks, and yet here they go taking down the Cowboys. Um, or I'd want him to understand and know that this is finally the end. Am I being a total square by saying, like, oh, Tom Brady catching points, getting points at home? I'm totally on Brady tonight. Am I being a... Am I being a simpleton by thinking that way? Like, it's the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's an underdog yeah. at home. Yeah, you are. Because okay. you got to remember, like, in the last, like, his last Super Bowl run, at one point he threw three touchdowns. He had a game in which he threw three interceptions in the course of, like, 90 seconds. He did. You're right. Uh, defense matters, and the Bucks' defense is, is not what they once were. Okay. Noted. All right. Yeah. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. Reaction Monday. 
here on Sports Radio 610. <clears throat> um, the McNairs, Callahan and McNair, were on the station on Friday. They were on with us for a few minutes, and then they spent a full segment and then some with uh, <clears throat> with John and Landry on In the Loop. A few of the answers that got people talking on uh, on Friday including um, Hannah McNair talking about the biggest misconception about the Texans organization. We will have that for you next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. So, uh, Cal and Hannah McNair were on the station on Friday. They were on with Seth and I for a few minutes. They spent some time with John and Landry. Landry asked Hannah McNair... Uh, what are what are a couple of misconceptions about about Cal? And she she answered the first answer she gave. It was, a, it was a really good answer. The first answer she gave was about Cal's personality, which I think that's to be expected. I think Cal's got a outwardly a personality that's especially on the air and on mic is very different than behind the scenes. Like he's he you know that 
he's he's uh, you know just the energy level and the sense of humor and things like that. Cal himself admitted on our show, not the most comfortable guy behind the microphone, and that's okay. The other part of of Hannah's answer, she went from that straight into this about the Texans organization. And the other one, and this may be a little bit sensitive, but we're not a racist organization. And I'm just putting that out there. I mean, we're just we're just not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say that from the start of this organization, Cal's dad was very intentional with the uh, fellow owners he brought in. And you could see a very diverse group there. And back when it was you know, not popular. Yeah. Um, so I would say, that, you know, he has Asian, Hispanic, African-American, a woman, Egyptian. I mean, he's he really intentionally went and got everyone. And so that's been in the DNA since this organization has started. And um, that always just really hurts. Grinds um, your gears. Yeah, it does. It hurts the whole organization because we all know internally. Mm-hmm. Well, For, we have the stats to prove it, too. We're yeah. one of the most diverse clubs in the in, league. In the league. And yeah. as a business, we're very diverse and trying to – and we, all, we always want to get better. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. always room to get better. You mm-hmm. know that. You want to make sure that your organization reflects the community that you're in. Yeah. And so, you know, we just want to make sure. I challenge people that say that, take a closer look. Yeah. Take – Peel back the onion a little bit more. Yep. Take a little time. Look at look at who we are before you make that judgment. That was interesting. I mean, that's the first time I've heard them. Maybe I just missed it. That's the first time I've heard them address it head on like that. Um, you know the the you know kind of the, the that's always sort of swirled around the the organization in in some circles. Yeah. Um. And I, I think uh, it's interesting. I think the second part there is maybe the if I'm trying to think of the the way to address or attack things like that if you're an organization the always looking to get better part is the part that i think you might have the most success with if you're because uh, you know it's one thing to say it and you know some people are going to agree with you some people are other people are going to disagree with you if without thinking about it at all both you know on both sides um i think that i think that it is completely true that they do work at it a lot. They, you know, I know that it's been very much a focus, but there's, it's very easy right now for some people to take shots like in the national media without really putting a lot of thought into it. And it's an easy one to just pile on and, um, you know, get some, get some, get some, some credit yourself, I guess, for, for standing up for what's right without really putting a lot of thought into it. I think the, I think the trying to get better um, and doing a lot of things that the Texans have done for a long time, um, that's something that they should continue to do. And then I think maybe the only other thing is just over time, um, you know, maybe inviting dialogue with some of those people that just kind of take shots, like pot shots with no substance to them at all, yep. um, or people that take shots with substance. Just having that conversation to have more of a, um, than just an, an easy, like, well, the Texans did it, or the Texans did this, so it must be because of racism. There you go. Yep. I just, it's, it's hard to, I guess, you know, like when Hannah says we're not a racist organization, um, that is not going to be, like, that's not going to convince anybody. Sure. You know, like, and she, and that's not, that wasn't her argument. Her argument was everything that she said after that, which is, like, uh, I think that part and the just always trying to get better and trying to be better than other teams and everything, they're just in a tough position now because of, um, because of what perception is and because of other things that have happened that they're, they're behind the eight ball 
and it's it's hard to prove that you're not something uh, once people have it convinced in, in their heads that you are. Well, and the two one and done coaches feed into that too. You know, that's yeah. that that's. For people who feel that way about the team, right, that's, right, right, that's right. Kindling yeah, in this yeah. whole. Thing. Well, no, and that's the all. I mean, that's where you get into the whole issue of okay, are you hiring black coaches? Um, you know the way some teams have, where it's like okay, you're hiring a black coach when you're in a no-win situation to begin with, and it, you know, what what's the purpose of that necessarily? Right, like a a, a Bo Porter, for instance, um, or is it just that you're genuinely uh, trying to hire the best candidates and you thought those guys were? Um, that's uh, like that's not going to – like making the argument that you hired two black coaches um, <laughs> isn't going to go a long way when you're hiring them into situations that you knew were bad. Um, I do think that it's weird because I think it's a valid – thing to bring up that Rick Smith was a general manager for a long, long time for the Texans, um, long past when anybody in the fan base really uh, wanted Rick Smith to remain the general manager. But whenever you bring that up, it feels and sounds like you're the guy saying, "Like, no, I'm not racist. I've got black friends. You know, I've had, uh, I've got like, there's, there. It's always more nuanced than that. So to try to have some kind of scorecard, it just doesn't work out. Like to try to the scorecard doesn't convince anybody. So I, I don't know. The Texans are they've they've made a lot of efforts to kind of almost like formalize the diversity training and be sure that they're looking for their biases and all that. And that's all they that's all they really can do. Um while the the current media environment is what it is. Um they asked uh John and Landry asked uh Cal and Hannah, has this process of finding a head coach been a little bit easier than the process the last two times they sought a head coach? Have the changes that have been made up to this point that might have been around the last two years have they made this coaching search, for lack of a better term, a little bit more less stressful? Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, I should have paused. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're excited with where we are. We're excited about our future, and we ha- we've had to work through some some stuff to get here. And, and um, uh, some of it has been, you know, a little bit difficult, but we're, exi- we're excited. We're extremely excited to be where we are right now. Um, Landry, I think, was clearly <laughs> – Referring to Jack Easterby. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, um, and I, I don't think that, you know, nobody's ever going to say anything publicly about Jack Easterby. I would, uh, I'd be surprised if they did. But it, he was a major part of the organization. I don't, I don't know why there was some kind of – I think some people are a little too um, receptive to, like, random people showing up in their DMs that they, they start <laughs> – <laughs> there was this like Jack Easterby truther campaign by people who were saying things that were completely nonsensical and untrue about um, how how Jack Easterby wasn't actually all that influential in the organization or all these other things. He was huge. He was a huge, huge part of the organization. And, and uh, Bill O'Brien, um, for a long stretch of time, like in certain in certain areas and respects, would basically do whatever Jack Easterby told him to do. So. Um, it, not having him there is uh, is a big difference. It's yeah, a, it, 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 it's, he was one hundred percent, completely, totally unqualified to be giving the advice um, that he was giving, and for people to be accepting and receiving it. It's one of the weirdest things 
uh, I've seen, and yet, and yet, these things happen. I don't think anybody should feel ashamed of it because everybody gets taken in by a sociopath once or uh, once or twice. Once in a while, yep. Yeah. Uh, this was this was actually a pretty funny question from Landry <laughs> to Hannah about the number of coaches the Texans are paying right now. Do you ever get mad that he's paying so many coaches to not coach? Are you ever like, man, we gotta I, we gotta quit we gotta quit wasting money so on we these had, guys? Lady. We had some guys fall off this year, which is great. Um, that helps. Yeah. But um, pay no. them off. Pay pay the pay you know the note what? off. <laughs> I, I no matter what, I mean, I'm here, ride or die, whatever the cost. <laughs> so there you go. It's funny Landry asked that question. Do you ever get mad at him that he's paying so many coaches not to coach? <laughs> it's um, it is a. If you look at it on just the P and L, it is amazing how much, like. How much money is spent on Dude, salaries? Uh, yeah, I like. I do wonder, like, what's the breaking so, point? <laughs> well, so for like paying for the sunk cost, that's you know, those are. It's like does Walmart worry about the, you know, tens of millions of dollars they lose to shoplifting every year? Like, yeah, they think about it, but they don't lose sleep over it. Right. That's just something that you you got to try to manage. So like likewise with. You know, coaches who have been fired, as long as it doesn't rise above a certain percentage of the gross revenue, I'm I'm sure they're probably like, well, yeah, we should, we should. I would prefer not to be paying this, but it's not exorbitant <laughs> okay. given the other expenses. Okay, if there's a certain percentage that they've got that they they're willing to stomach, and they yeah. haven't hit it yet, then what's that number? <laughs> like, then they're never gonna. They, like, okay, they, they've been firing right. coaches well, no, left no, no. and right. Well, it's a good question though, because okay, whatever that number is. Does it leave room for a Sean Payton ten million dollar yeah. or ten year contract? Yeah, you know, uh, okay, whatever our appetite is for paying sunk costs. If if we hire Sean Payton and he's got a ten year deal, that's a that's a potential sunk cost that we're not willing to to abide by. And I would that's where I am with the Sean Payton thing. I just if if it's going to be a ten year contract that lures him into a team. I don't think the Texans need to be the team that, do, that yeah. does that. Do yeah. we um do we know that that's the case? Has that been like no. the, okay. But it's just I mean logical. I think he looks at himself that way. I think he's got options in broadcasting that could pay him really well for a long time. I don't know. I haven't been although I don't know do they like him as a in, in what he's been doing for Fox? I don't watch the pregame shows that much. I just uh, during the playoffs I've watched him more just cuz the TV's on all day and uh, I haven't I haven't been blown away or anything. I don't he doesn't have the kind of personality that like Howie Long and uh, and Michael Strahan and those no, guys have. No, the most viral soundbite he's had has been sitting in the chair on Colin Cowherd's show talking yeah. about prototypes and whatnot. He's not on the A show on Fox. They the Fox has a Fox has a pregame to the pregame that they do. Um, so he's on the pregame to the pregame. He's on the pregame with Michael Vick and with, I think, Charissa Thompson is the host. And maybe one of them, I think, it's maybe Maurice Jones-Drew is on there. I can't remember. I um, I may have admit, but Pey- Peyton is on the pregame to the pre. He's not on the Jimmy Johnson, Michael Strahan, A-team show, you know? Okay. So, yeah, so I don't know what he's he's making or what he could command, you know? And, and I haven't seen him do any games where he's doing color. I, see, that's what I thought he might do. I thought he'd be really good at that, a former coach on, on color commentary. But, um, but yeah, so um, so I, I'm with you. I don't think Sean Payton's going to wind up here. I mean, we haven't even heard anything about him doing an interview here yet, just that they've requested him so far. Um, all right, we'll circle back to some of the Texans' head coaching candidates at the top of the hour. But a couple of – two or three of the interviews are in the books, and um, we'll take a look ahead and see what else is on the agenda for the Texans. One thing that is on the agenda for today, we hope, 
is a certain quarterback announcing a decision? Do we realize that today is kind of a big day for the future of the Houston Texans, potentially? We'll tell you why next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. Today's a big day. If you're a Texan fan who is... If you are a Texan fan who's been saying some of the things I've been saying, uh, like, oh, yeah, they don't have the number one pick anymore, but yeah, I want a quarterback like the rest of you. They've got the number two pick. It's cool, man. We don't know who's going to be good. So you get Bryce Young or you get CJ Stroud. Chill, bruh. It's all good. Except for one thing, C.J. Stroud has not announced, unless he's done it in the last two hours, he has not announced his intentions of entering the 2023 NFL draft. And if you're saying, okay, well, he's got time, right? Yeah, he's got till the end of the day today. Today's the last day you can declare for the draft. So, Is that by close of business? Is it like 5 p.m. Eastern? That's a good question. I tried to find the time. I Googled it, and I can't find the time anywhere. You know... Columbus is Eastern time zone, yes. which is like, okay, I'll accept that. There's something about Detroit being Eastern time zone that just does not feel right at all. Yeah. There's, a, there's something uh, like uh, Detroit, you think like, oh, yeah, auto industry, Midwest, Midwest, everything. Yeah. So anyway, 5 p.m. Eastern presumably would be when C.J. Stroud has to declare uh, for the draft. I five. would think so. Yeah, that, that, would, that would stand a reason. Sometime today, um, and there's not even – I mean, I, like, I haven't even seen any any smoke about anything with C.J. Stroud. Yes or no? Like, it's just been complete it's, silence. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of that there's that, I guess, the respect afforded college kids where people don't pry too much. They feel like it's an intrusion into a kid's privacy, which is funny because now they are actually professional athletes. Like, right. 100% above board. Like, there's no wink-wink about it. They are professional athletes. At least the C.J. Strouds of the world are. Yep. And yet, we still treat them like they're down at the, um, you know, the local... <laughs> the, 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 the co-op. The, the police, ath- police Athletic League or something. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, That's he's... Yeah. Oh, the uh, the 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 VA. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm I'm having a rough day mentally. I don't know. It's too much football this weekend. I think. I okay. yesterday I felt there was something about there was something about. Well, like, buckle up. Yeah, I know. I know. There's, there's, there's more football tonight. There is. Um, there, there, there's less football next weekend though. There is. Yeah. There's only four games to manage next weekend. Was it? Is this the first time they've done this Monday night thing? No, they did it last year. Last year was the first year. 
They did it last they year. They did. Yes, they did. Yep. Which one was it last year? Do you remember? I don't remember. Which I'm not. Game I, it was? I, yeah, I don't recall. I, but they did it. They did it when they expanded the playoffs to seven teams per conference. Yeah. They they um they uh I don't, they added. I, it. I don't. I don't like the. I guess the let's see because the Sunday game, the winner of tonight will play on Sunday versus San Francisco. No, who played on Saturday? No, 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 no. no. It is yeah, yeah, no, San Francisco. San it Francisco. is. It is against San Francisco because I remember thinking like, well, it'd be one thing if they played against a team that played on Sunday, but you know, because then all right, it's one day's difference. That's pretty normal. I think it's a it's a little too unfair that they're going to be going against a team that has an extra day of rest. Versus, you know, so it's a two it's a two day swing and rest. That's not then uh, not a big enough difference in seeding. It'd be one thing if the the teams tonight were the sixth and seventh seed going against the high seed or something. But uh, yeah, I don't like that part. Of I ain't it. having to travel cross country to do it. You know, they're you oh, know, yeah. Tampa Bay is you know you got to travel across time zones and sit on a yeah. plane and all that stuff. So yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, so C.J. Stroud. Are you, um, I don't know, I, I'm maybe more worked up about it than some are. I think that there's a lot of listeners and a lot of Texan fans that are concerned that want to make sure they get a quarterback in this draft. And I will say this, if C.J. Stroud, if C.J. Stroud announces he's going back to Ohio State, then we get to relive the anger of the Texans winning the Indianapolis game all over again. That will yeah. happen because yeah. then it's a one QB draft yeah, in, that, in the eyes uh... of men. Right, 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 right. Well, I don't know. I think for a lot of people, it was already a one QB draft. Uh, draft. I think Bryce Young incites more emotion than C.J. Stroud. Yeah. I feel like people that get excited about C.J. Stroud just feel that C.J. Stroud is a better core, is a better pro prospect than Bryce Young, without actually being all that excited about C.J. Stroud. They they just don't like Bryce Young's size. Um, so I think, and then I think there's a lot of people that aren't that impressed by either of them, including a lot of pro scouts. Like this, these are the classic guys that, you know, 15 years ago, if they had the exact same grades on them, might be getting drafted in the mid first round. But now it's just people are so desperate to to get a quarterback that that's where they're going. I think that this with C.J. Stroud, I won't be super excited about it, but I'll be open to it if that's who the Texans end up with, because nobody knows a damn thing about – nobody actually knows a damn thing about who's going to be good and who's not. They, yeah. they, they make educated guesses about it, but um, it's there's not as much for me to get excited about as there is with Bryce Young um, just by watching the the, bed, like the greater feats of strength. You watch the feats of strength of Bryce Young, and you think, okay, well, um, and he did that consistently over time through different circumstances, he, and I, it's, it's easier to envision. With C.J. Stroud, I can almost start to envision some of the, the downside as well as the upside. Although with Bryce Young, I've got a constant vision in my head of, of somebody actually planting him like like a good solid one foot into the turf. That's one that part that part freaks me out a little bit. Like I keep having this vision of somebody saying, "Screw it, I don't care if I get ejected and fined. I'm going to drive him six to twelve inches into the earth." Right, and and then actually doing it because he weighs 133 pounds. I'm I'm excited about the especially after having watched some of these these younger offensive minded coaches. I'm excited about the possibility of marrying one of these guys to a new coach. You know, it's that they're that they're simultaneously uh, that they simultaneously are conducting a coaching search with having a top two pick. 
Um, I'm excited about that possibility. I'm not the biggest C.J. Stroud fan in the world, but if they got one of these young offensive – if they got Ben Johnson and then drafted C.J. Stroud, that gets me excited about the upcoming season and the possibilities. And maybe it doesn't work out on either front. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe Ben Johnson's not the coach people think he can. I'm just using him as an example. And maybe C.J. Stroud doesn't work out. Very few of these quarterbacks actually do. We should point that out. But that would get me pumped up for the 2023 season. And Seth, by God, it's been a long time since I've been pumped up about Texans football this way. <laughs> okay. Sean Payton, the biggest gap in my like skepticism versus the actual level of excitement, if it happens, is with Sean Payton. Like, I'm skeptical of Sean Payton for multiple reasons. Landry's done a good job of kind of putting doubt into my brain. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I'm sure Landry has talked about, but this was my, my concern from the get-go, and it keeps getting heavier, is that he might want a 10-year contract. That's, a, that's the part that freaks me out the most, is if you're married to Sean Payton through the age of 69, and, and, and that what if it's not going that well after two or three years? But having said all of that, he's the guy that right now, it's easiest for me to envision as a head coach and as an offensive mind working with a young quarterback. Yeah, of like course. D'Amico, D'Amico's my favorite. And yet, I still have that question. Okay, but he's got to he's got to find the right offensive coordinator. He's got to retain that offensive coordinator as that offensive coordinator is working with a young guy. Look at the Chargers. Hey, things were going a okay for a little while there with uh, with with Justin Herbert, but they've had to kind of stick and move, and he's had some change. And it's just it's just been different for Justin Herbert. Uh, whereas if you bring in an offensive guy, he's going to have stability the entire several years that he's there, as long as you're not going three and fourteen all the time. You are not, you are not gung ho at all about the idea of Cliff Kingsbury being the offensive coordinator for the Texans. God no. Okay. God no. Okay. He's not an NFL coordinator. Okay. It's like I don't even understand how this is a a, a, a thing. Did you? Uh, is he now? Is he? Is he now? Like, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Quite the opposite. They're, they're quite the opposite. Peter Schrager tweeted this on um, Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Peter Schrager, who's with the NFL Network, who does a, a he does a podcast with Sean Payton. Um, he tweeted this about um, Kingsbury. It says as I just reported on Fox, multiple teams have contacted Cliff Kingsbury for their vacant OC job. He bought a one-way ticket to Thailand and has told teams respectfully that he's not interested at the moment. <laughs> oh, one-way ticket. <laughs> Why Thailand? Where's he? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been. He bought a one-way ticket to Thailand. It sounds like a song. A gross of condoms and uh, and he's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. beautiful in Thailand. It's uh, it's absolutely incredible. Have you been? No, okay. God no. Uh, I would love to. It's a long flight, it is a but long uh, flight. the pictures are beautiful. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure he's just going off on some retreat, like uh, some. He's going off to meditate with some monks up in the mountains or something. You know. <laughs> I just. I'm glanced- sure he's definitely not going to party for like ninety six straight hours. No, 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 no. He's going anything. to. It's a Zen where, thing. I'm sure. Yeah, where where a hundred dollars goes about. 20 times as far as it does in, in even Lubbock, yeah. I just glanced down at a tweet without seeing who tweeted it, and it says, one-way ticket to Thailand might be my fantasy team name next year. Ross Tucker. <laughs> it was Ross tweeting that. You saw Ross Tucker this weekend. I did. You I had, had lunch, lunch with him. him. How's he doing? Yeah, ski resort. By the way, just real quick, because I, I was talking about the cha- – Shane Steichen was the offensive coordinator um, for the Chargers uh, 
when Justin Herbert was a rookie. And oh, really? Was so good. Yeah. Okay. I James Sykin, a Texans candidate. Yeah. Uh, a Texans coaching candidate. Yeah. So just for, it's important for people to know that. Shane Sykin, yes, it was, yes, Pep Hamilton was his quarterback's coach, but Shane Sykin was the offensive coordinator when Justin Herbert came in and kind of just uh, blew everybody away. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, how's oh, so, yeah, so Ross and I had lunch. Yeah. How's he doing? He's doing great. He's Ross Tucker. Uh, we're going to have him on tomorrow because he's from Philly or the Philly area. And he's like, he's from Philly the way Chaz McCormick is from Philly, which is he's not from Philly. Right. But broadcasters want to say it. So, um, but he had very nice things to say about both uh, Gannon and Steichen. And um, he's very, uh, he thinks that Gannon is just like the most dialed in kind of intelligent football coach he's ever talked to because he's done a lot of pregame interviews with them like pre-broadcast uh, meetings and um he just he he's very very impressed he he was saying it equally with those both those guys but i felt like i could hear a little, little bit more emotion and emphasis with gannon Ooh, okay let's test it out tomorrow let's yeah, not say yeah. anything man. let's see who we think tomorrow when we ask him about each of those guys who does he seem more excited about Steichen or Gannon? Now we're going to hear from Steichen. Do we have Gannon also, Seth, for the next segment, or do we? Uh, yeah, do... we got Gannon. Okay, yeah. cool. We're going to hear from both of them in the next segment. Steichen and uh, and Gannon. Um, little D'Amico Ryan's as well. We'll hear uh, some some D'Amico Ryan stuff as well. Um, so a little getting to know the list. That's the those are three candidates on the list. Three have interviewed so far. The two Philly coordinators and Ben Johnson, the OC for the Detroit Lions. Um, have interviewed for the job. So a little getting to know for the Texans head coaching candidates as we head into the 9 o'clock hour. We will do that next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.